Dang. We are Fleck Rose and Spears, and we are Supremely Black. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. For our supporters, our listeners, and everybody who uh, tap into us, uh, we wish y'all had a happy holidays and a safe holidays. And we're just uh, happy to see y'all in uh, 2022. Uh, how has y'all New Year been so far, fellas? Man, I'm just, uh, I'm glad I'm out of lockdown. You know what I'm saying? I had an icebox where my heart used to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was a little B2K for a minute. You know what I mean? Hey, but uh, but but too little too fizzy flake, man. I'm up out of here, man. Uh, so I'm feeling good, man. Even though I was on lockdown, uh, still brought in uh, New Year's with the fam from a distance. You know what I'm saying? They just standing in the doorway <laughs> taking shots. <laughs> but I'm glad and blessed to see 2022, man. There's a lot of people who didn't make it. Uh, so RP and big props to those who did not make it to see 2022, man. Uh, for those who did make it through 2021, we only up from here, man. So, man, let's get it, man. It's your big Kenfo J Flake back in the building. We missed y'all. Yeah, what's good, man? It's uh, D Rose. Just to to start off the year, I must say it's uh it's been it's been challenging, but it has been a, a beautiful thing. My my little sister came down. I actually went to Tennessee and picked her up. Uh, so she came down with me for like five or six days. And then my uh, middle sister, she actually had surprised me on uh, New Year's Eve and came down with her family. We all kicked it. Um, it's been some challenging times, but like what, what Flake was saying, man, I think it's a, if you're on this side of uh, 2022, I mean, it's definitely a blessing. Uh, 2021 uh, took some of the realest people uh that I could ever imagine. The year went by fast, but it just seems like the people that we always were just remembered or was around, uh, in a sense, are, are no longer here in the physical space with us. And as challenging as that may be for people that may not know, uh, I definitely lost my mother on December 3rd. So it's just kind of seems like uh, one big dream, I guess I would say, but at the same time is that you know, as we call ourselves, we CC soldiers. So I'm going to continue to keep pushing. And uh, I got a great supporting cast, so I could never ask for anything better. Uh, but everything hasn't been golden, but I'm blessed. And like I will always say, as long as I'm here to make that decision or see that sunshine or does rain, uh, I can't complain, to be compl uh, completely honest with you. So everything is everything. Uh, how's everything been for you, Spirit? Uh, everything's been good. Uh, for the most part, like you said, uh, for me, I know uh, with with you going through what you went through, and then you know AJ, my partner AJ, uh, was going through some stuff or whatever. I had the real battle of like, how do I support? Because I know how me, you, and AJ are. We don't like to deal with a lot of people when we're going through something we like to, but then also I never wanted y'all to feel like I wasn't there for y'all or whatever the case may be. So I had the real battle. Like I would constantly be like, hey, what should I do? And then me and Flake even uh, text and chopped it up uh, once or twice about it. Like, do I give them the space or do I just, you know, tap in? Cause I know that could be nerve wracking and everything. So, uh, it was just a real battle of figuring out like, how do I show my brother love and how am I, how do I support my brother and be there for my brother without being overbearing or 
uh, bothersome to him or whatnot. And so that was something that I had to deal with. But other than that, uh, I wrote out goals for 2022, uh, made some lifestyle changes, gave up alcohol. So uh, just, just trying to do some things that's going to allow me to be the man that I need to be so we could do the things that we want to do for our loved ones, the ones that are here and the ones that we lost, and make sure that, you know, we we just taking over the world and attacking the world the way that we say we were, but the way that our uh, parents know that we could and always believed us to be. So that's how my uh, New Year's been or whatnot. And so that's basically about it for me. Uh, I know we just shooting it from the tip and just coming off the dome on this episode because it's the beginning of the new year. We just want to uh, ingratiate ourselves back to our supporters and our listeners or whatnot. And I know we took a, a little long layoff because of what happened. So my question to you, Rose, is when going through something like that, what would you want your brother to do? How would you want it? Because after dealing with that, would you want somebody to be on you and constantly hit you up? Or did you like that space that some people may have given you and some people may not have? I think that the way you put it, I, me and Flake had this conversation uh, several days while I was down there. Honestly, we talked about it every day. Uh, the way you put it is very respectful. It's just more or less a, just feel the presence of knowing they're there. Just check in. Like, I think a lot of people were, they want to, like, I don't like hearing, I'm sorry because you didn't do anything to me. Uh, me personally, I don't like to hear that, you know, I lost anything I actually gained probably the realest angel and confidant that I could go to. Cause now when me and her talk, it'll never be repeated. You feel me? Just like it was when she was here. So it's just, people just have to respect people for who they are and knowing them. So at times when it's troubling, if you haven't really had a connection with the person, your prayer is probably about all you can really do for them. But anything else is going to seem as if that you are just really being nosy, just to be honest with you. Cause I'm truthfully an introverted and I'm very private but this is something that I know people will know uh, because I do have other siblings that may communicate in a different way. But yeah, I mean, just the person that you know, just reach out and be like, hey, I'm here. That's all it is. Like a lot of people have text, like I'm here. The people that really just blow me is like, hey, call me or, um, you know, what what's, what's going on? That, that don't matter. Either you're there to support the person. If not, like you said, it may be best just to just keep your distance. And you know me, uh, regardless of the circumstances, bro, you know I like to chill and be out the way and not in the mix. Even what was going on, I mean, I don't want no pity party. Um, she didn't raise us that way. I'm still living. She's still living with us. So a lot of it still is, you know, it's forever CC. So ain't nothing too much change besides, you know, physically or I just can't touch her. But in the same sense, the spirit is just as strong as it's ever been. So like you were saying, it's really just up, but just support people that how they ask to be supported and don't force your way onto people. Cause I think that's the biggest turnoff and I'm outspoken uh, with letting people know that, but a lot of people may not be, but I'm telling you, that's how they feel. Like, just let me handle it, bro. I got, at the end of the day, I got you anyway. Yeah. 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 That's a good question. Basically. Yeah. Uh, this is my first time dealing with it hitting a home as close as it did. And even me, I was like, I was like, man, I'm a high level. We gonna talk after that. I'm gonna get a room, I'm gonna get a space. He know I'm here, hit me up. <clears throat> we'll talk, we ready to talk. 
we'll go through the whole nine, we'll cry, drink, do whatever, uh, eat and break bread. So, I mean, I know, I know me and my situation, I know how I am. I got, I'm blessed to have, still have a grandparent here, still have both parents here. But when like, I can just go back to my grandfather died. It was just like, bro, I don't, I don't want to talk for a couple of days. And then it's weird because with him, I was like, I don't want to really talk to nobody for a couple of days. But then after that, it was like, ain't nothing happened. I'm at the funeral, busting jokes. We had, you know what I'm saying? Cause I done cried. I done, I done mourned. I done had my peace. But that don't work for everybody. Everybody work a little bit different. But for me, I shed a couple of tears at the funeral, bust a couple of jokes at the funeral. You know what I'm saying? We put the body in the grave, shed a couple of tears, we busting jokes, you know. And uh, for me, it's just when I do pray on top of talking to people, I just wish everybody just remember, the, you know, the, you know, it's a sad time when somebody leaves. But I just pray to pray to God or whatever you believe in that, hey, you know, just remember the good times you had, the times put a smile on your face, the laughs, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. One thing for sure, I ain't going to never forget a CC laugh. Man, we'll be cutting up. Kidding back, talking all type of shit. She bust not laughing, calling me a fool and everything else, man. And it's man, them them, them the times I remember for sure, man. I ain't gonna never forget being her being extra loud and that just stuff to warm your heart up. You feel me? So, man, but yeah, it's you just gotta work with caution. Just never everybody act, everybody react different. I've seen a hundred ways of people mourning. You know what I mean? Some people upset the whole time. Some people just real quiet and distant. Some people real clingy. I mean, it just you just never know until that situation happens with, you know, when nobody ever wants that situation to come across. But one day everybody got to face it. And, man, you just got to, you know, kind of just just put a little birdie out there and just see what their reaction is and, and, and go with your feeling after that. You know what I mean? Now, I feel you because – that's exactly what I did to Rose, you know, because I already know how he is, but then I, I know how he felt about his mama. And so it was just like, you know, just let him know I was there. And I'll tell him, you know, sometimes the text might be a couple of sentences, but sometimes it'd be like, I'm here, bro, if you need me. And that's all it would be. And, you know, he always responded. So the response is the best thing. I guess that's what kept me in line. Because if I didn't hear for him for a day or for a minute, then I'll probably be tapping in like, you know, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Like making sure he good because I also know how how dark we could get sometimes just in dealing with situations like that. And so as long as he responded, I was good so I could give him the space that he needed. But I just know going through that, everybody feels differently. And sometimes people do feel abandoned by loved ones or friends when they're not constantly tapping in. But again, you know, Sometimes people are really just trying to give you that space to mourn because they can't mourn for you, but then they also can't relate to what you're going through because that's only a special bond or a special relationship that you have with that person. So I just wanted to ask that because, again, I'm blessed enough to have both my parents, but I know if I ever lost my mama, definitely, I I really don't know. Y'all y'all would have to check in with me. Yeah. Y'all have to check in with me. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's know. that's tough. That's tough. But I say this, ain't nothing wrong with doing this too. I ain't even tell them I did this, but I talked to a couple people like, hey, if you see him going down that dark path, he ain't gonna call me. But text my phone, I hit my wife up because you got her number, 
She'll let me know. I'm hitting the phone. You know what I mean? So yeah. ain't, ain't nothing wrong with doing that either. I, I'll say this, d Row, man. You love by a lot of people because a lot of people, not on the spirit, I chopped up with spirits. I chopped up about two, three other people. They were just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm reaching out through you. You know what I mean? I'm going to just put a little bird out there. And I'm like, it's cool if you do that. And said, but if I'm needed, like if you're saying something, we need to bond together brothers. Hey, make sure you hit my phone. We'll all tap in on the phone line or we'll all make a trip or we'll all do whatever is necessary. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was good to see that and hear that, man. Yeah. That, <laughs> and and to, the, to everybody, like, honestly, uh, it, it, it's our love. And I just appreciate y'all knowing of who y'all was dealing with. Uh, and you know, just even though with this, just still know I wasn't no, you know, uh, I wasn't just all mushy and needing to talk to people. It's still, the, I'm still the, I'm still the same person. You know what I'm saying? It's just some shit just gonna be with you, man. And, but it's our love. Like I really do appreciate it. Uh, the distance, and I also appreciate sometimes the the overreaching out. But then also knowing the right people to reach out to to just for them to tap in so they can get back with you. Like now nah, he's straight. He just had to wait for a minute, you feel me? So that's a blessing within itself, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always, always, even, even without that, let's, I mean, even without this situation, and I ain't dismissing it by any means, but you got to reach out to you, tap in with your strong people. You know what I'm saying? Strong friends, sometimes any of your friends. Like, prime example, uh, where I've been, you know, locked down a little bit. Now, I was talking to a couple people I ain't talked to in a minute, just, you know, Happy New Year, how you doing? And one of the dudes, man, I never think I'll be this way. I'm talking about he military bound, the whole nine, always strong face. And man, it just touched me at the end of the call. He was just like, it was simple, but it touched me because I don't know what we had talked about in this conversation that made him say this, but you but you just never know what somebody going through. And he was just like, man, I appreciate you talking to me, Flake. And then happy new year, brother. And that was it. And I was like, I ain't even want to ask like what made him say that, but I was just happy that whatever we talked about or whatever I said, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he was thinking a certain way and it turned it around. Or maybe he just needed somebody to talk to. So sometimes, man, ain't no wrong with picking up their phone, man. It ain't got to be a long conversation. It can be, you know, five, six, seven minute conversation, man. You just never know. Sometimes text messages ain't always what's getting it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, sometimes pick up their phone, check in on your people. You just never know. All right, we had some things that happened uh, oh. this past year. I think Spirits wanted to bring up, you know, yeah. we're we gonna while we was out, we had some things that happened. We didn't get a chance to jump on and talk about. Uh, one of the things is, you know, on down the street from us, uh, Spirits alma mater. We're gonna talk about Tennessee State University, and we know we had for the basketball season, we had a, uh, I guess, a, a famous player. You know, as as we make this trend. Of go, a famous high school player as we make this trend from trying to get a lot of our number one uh, basketball, football, baseball, track stars to choose HBCUs over going uh, to predominantly white universities. We had Hersey Miller, um, Master P. Son, uh, signed with TSU and started his uh, best college basketball career off, career off at TSU, which was a big thing. Uh, in the city of Nashville, is a lot of people connected with Master P on business moves and things of that nature. And it was just good to have a name like Hersey Miller uh, join the team. And, you know, and this type of stuff, you know, we talk about uh, HBCU's needs. So we start filling the houses back up with these tickets. And when I say fill the house, I mean selling out the arena, 
selling out the football stadium, you know, uh, and, and doing those things so we can get that money and revenue back going. So we can have, you know, the proper resources to get some of these uh, some of these bigger stars and athletes uh, to our uh, schools. I know, Spears, I'm going to let you have it. I know you really want to talk about this and bring it up. We had talked about it a little bit on our break. So uh, my, my biggest issue and problem is, one, everything that you stand on. And so but before I go into the issue, I guess I got a question. If your child, and Rose, I know you don't got no children, so I'm going to say your niece or nephew or whatever the case may be, said that they was going to uh, HBCU to support and say, let's say you got you got revenue, you got bank, you famous, you got the whole nine. And so, and you speak about black ownership, the empowerment of being black and supporting black and buying black and all this other stuff. That's what you talk about personally on, on your own program, uh, podcast shows, interviews, all this other stuff. That's what, that's what you promote. That's what you preach individually. And your son goes to HBCU to support that and then decides to leave because they say there's a lack of resource. Do you support them leaving because they're your child or because they're your niece or nephew? Or do you say, nah, you just can't run when, when, when stuff get tough or it's not like you like? Before I go into how I personally feel about it, I'm asking y'all, what would y'all do? I would just based off of it, you knowing that you're going to HBCU to really to bring in those resources, and especially if I'm having bread like in this case, Master P did. Uh, I think that it, uh, you would have to stick it out because that's what we came for, and that's what we had put it out there to the world. Is this is the reason why we're going is to change the narrative in regards to why people don't go to HBCU. So. It was kind of uh, definitely contradictory by leaving and saying what he said, uh, but also for the reasons you knew that before you went to HBCU of what was the limitations and what you would be faced with. But, you know, that's my thoughts on it. You definitely have to stick that out. Or don't even mention it. Yeah, you definitely got to stick that out, especially if I got the, the bank roll that, that P got, not the county by the pockets. But, I mean, he, he let it be known that, you know, he got a nice amount of money. Whatever resource I need, I can get there for my child or I can provide that for the team uh, or whatever's needed, whether it be, and I know he had an injury, where if it's a certain team doctor you need. I mean, we we in Nashville, we got the best hospital, one of the best hospitals in the country. So you can definitely pay somebody and they will come and do the rehab or be on your sideline during the game or practice or whatever. So I've seen that happen with certain schools. You know, you look at certain schools, you be like, what they doing with this team doctor where well, they done paid their money for their team doctor to be there. Uh, uh, so, I mean, like I said, it might, that might not even be the issue, but like D Rose said, the thought process is you come to HBC, you made this announcement and you know, the resources are not there before you get there and then to leave and blame it on resources. What, what are we talking about? The whole point of you coming was to help out to provide these resources. Like prime example, Deion Sanders down at Jackson state. They don't have some of those resources. Dion has made known we don't have this. However, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the money up for this and hopefully can make it on the back end with selling out the arena or doing whatever. Maybe you know we get this money rolling. Y'all can help me out on the back end, which he has done. 
you know, P is not the coach, but when you got that type of revenue stream, maybe if it is that they need some better shoes or better, you know, weight room, you don't have to buy the whole weight room, but you can put, you know, three different systems in there to help out, three different new weight benches or whatever. A little bit goes a long way. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I was frustrated by it, but at the same time, I don't even know if I was really surprised, to be honest with you. Nah, I was I was fucking shocked. And the reason why I was so shocked is because everything that P preaches and how he preaches it, one, I would think that that would trickle down to the to his son. But then two, I would think he wouldn't allow his son to take the easy way out. Because what you telling me is that you feel more privileged, that you feel like you better than all the other teammates, all the other athletes that go to HBCUs, they have to stick through that, who don't have a rich father to support them, to be behind them, to do all this other stuff, who don't have a rich mother to support them, to be behind them and do all this other stuff and just say, oh, I want to go here because of lack of resource. I decide I want to leave. You telling me that you feel like you're better than them and not better than them in the sport, better than them as a person. And that's the shit that pissed me off that one you allowed your son to do this, but two, that he even had the audacity to come out and say the shit that he said. Like, at the end of the day, like you said, Flake, if if TSU don't got it, I know my daddy got money. Pops, set me up so I could go to Vanderbilt across the street and get, and get some rehab done. Vanderbilt got one of the best uh, medical facilities in the nation. Or McHarry Medical, uh, you know, McHarry uh, College and everything, even though that's more, you know, surgical and doctors and all this other stuff but still you could go to Vanderbilt or McHarry you could even go to uh Saint is it Saint Saint, Saint Thomas, down there Saint Thomas. on West End Saint, Saint Thomas, Thomas. Saint yeah, Thomas. Saint Thomas. Thomas I think St. Thomas uh got uh the Titans also so it's yeah. like so it's like you you got the money be like hey who who the Titans doctors sports doctors or whatever I'm sending my son over there after y'all practice over with, spend some little time with him, get his rehab up. I mean, ain't ain't they ain't nothing but a phone call away. And and being who you are, you definitely get your foot in the door. Being uh, Eddie George is also walking the campus as the football head coach. I mean, you you get all uh, you gotta do is reach out. It's there. Yeah, and then, and then personally, like you said, he got all the resource he needs. So one, his father could have sponsored, like you said, weight room, training facility, got this other all this stuff either built in his name or created or whatever to have a better avenue, not just for his son, but for other student athletes there. Because if we preaching about protecting black, uh, black, buying black, supporting black, well then therefore you need to do it not only for your child, but for all the students who are attending the same school as your child to make a difference and to set a precedence of this is what we're trying to do for our schools and for our systems. So that shit just blew me and that shit really pissed me off. But to be honest, I'm happy his weak ass left. So, I mean, if, if you're going to be that weak with it, if you're going to be, if you, and there's another word I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. But if you want to be that weak with it, bye, we don't need you. But the, the shit really hurt just because of what you call yourself to stand up on as a parent, but then also what you called yourself to stand up on as Hersey himself when he did his press conferences and all this clout chasing he did when he was going to attend TSU and when he officially signed. It's just like all the shit you said was for nothing. It was show. You didn't mean it. You didn't mean it at all. So that shit pissed me off. 
Yeah, I, I can see you over there fired up, brother, and I, I appreciate the passion. <laughs> hey, but uh, the the thing that got the, got me was when P actually had he did like one of the little Instagram. I called it like a skit or whatever. He was eating his cereal and had the cereal set up, and he got to talking. And he tried to do damage control. And my thing was is that everything he was still mentioning by you allowing your son to leave and you going public with it does not shame. Uh, the government or the state funding for not funding the schools the way it's supposed to be funded. Because at the end of the day, you knew that again before you sent him to that school. So my thing would have been is you should have kept him enrolled and then you challenged the system to say, why don't he have these particular resources? We're asking for more state funding like you do for your Vanderbilt's as you do at UT Knox, as you do at Memphis University. That's how you challenge the system. You don't run away from the problem remove them, put them into transfer portal, then come back to say the reason why you're doing it is because a lack of resources and you're calling out the system. That's not a knock to TSU. Anybody that's from TSU or any HBCU is going to feel like that's a knock to them because if it wasn't, why would you be pulling them from the school and transferring? Like that's just a complete smack in the face. So everything you're talking about you're fighting for, you can't be because now you're taking away one of our your student athletes because he wasn't just a basketball player. He was good in school as well. That was another good thing that was why it was important for him to go to TSU, to schooling. Like, so if that wasn't the issue, don't make all this clout chasing on both sides. TSU had their part in as well, but you can't knock them when you try to look for funding. And if P actually stood on what he said he was going to do, that's definitely a good position they could be putting themselves in. So like Jake, uh, like Flake said about like Jackson State, Dion has resources and people that will back him. It ain't about just his name his name is carrying away. Master P has those same connections, but he chose to go opposite and then bash and then try to backtrack to say it's not directed at TSU. Yes, it was. That's the school he was going to. Now, would you do that if he got picked up by one of the mid-majors and said the same thing and think that they wouldn't have the same approach? They would come directly at, okay, let's look at the stats. I think we think that you're moving him because he wasn't actually getting playing time. It had nothing to do with the injury that he had. That's just what people are going to say. So, yeah, I, I didn't care for it, man. And, and I rock with P Heavy and his entrepreneurial spirit. But for him to take that route, that was just very distasteful, man. Like, we know that. Everybody know that. Like, look what was going on in Hampton for the longest. Like, them kids is outside in tents. You should have brought that up. Like, use actual examples to where the state isn't funding black schools the way they would uh, fund PWIs. And then you have a legit point. But don't take your son away from everything and then say, this is why you did it. You should have said that. And that news conference was like, this is why we're coming here. And this is what the state should be doing. And this is what we're going to be aiming to do in his four-year term and why we got attention on it to keep pushing across America with doing it. Not the way you did it. It looked like because he wasn't getting no playing time for real, bro. And he happened to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I fuck with P Heavy, too. And yeah. I still do to this. This just was from, from top to bottom. It was just a weak move. Yeah. And, and, and a move that I don't respect, that don't mean I don't respect him as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a everything that he's doing for black people in general. It's just this move I don't agree with, but I I, I respect him and I give big ups to him. But this was just a weak ass move from top to bottom. Ain't yeah, no this look no. disappointing. Yeah, it's look disappointing because the city really embraced the man. You know what I mean? Uh, the city really embraced him and his son, man. A lot of people was trying to make some moves um, <clears throat> with him or whatnot. So, I mean, it's just really disappointing the way it happened. Man, I, I wish it didn't happen that way. 
like D. Rose said, I wish you would have used those examples. I wish you came out like, all right, they don't have X, Y, Z. However, we made a visit to, you know, whatever school. They they had this and that. Why why this school don't have that? Why the state not funding that? He could have brought up the whole fact that they stated that I think TSU was owed like $50 million or something like that. He could have brought that up. I think it might be more than that. Yeah, well, how much is experience? I can't remember exactly. It's been a minute, so I looked at it. So I was just recently told this from like a big alumni person and everything when I was at the school. But again, don't quote me on this, but this is what they told me that the the state and the the government owes TSU up to a quarter of a million. I mean, no, a quarter of a billion. So 250 million. Yeah. They they owed him so, about two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, he could have he could have brought that up and put some pressure on him because you know what I'm saying he gonna go if he said it, it's gonna go viral. You know what I mean? He could have did that. I mean, so and, and then like I said, the, the son he supposedly got a uh uh uh, uh he to got a deal like a sponsorship for like two million dollars, right? Oh, yeah, million, two million dollars. Yeah, that's what so, I think a lot of people was thinking that he was actually the truth because he got that two million dollar deal. Uh, from the, uh, you know, the name, image, and likeness, but, uh, you know. <laughs> we don't. So, so you got to go over to Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just glad that TSU didn't give them two million and he got it off his name, <laughs> image, and likeness. I, I salute young brother. He was a millionaire. I can't knock that. Mm -hmm. uh, can't knock that at all. But, yeah. but I mean, just, I, I just wonder about them saying that. What, what other player was thinking about going the TSU or HBCU is like, man, if it's like if they if they treating them like that, I can't, I can't, I can't roll. You know what I mean? But luckily, luckily, when it came down to football, we had the number two in the country decide that he wanted to go down to JSU. So, you know, hey, so so hopefully, hopefully some more people was like, yeah, it can't be too bad. This man could have went anywhere he wanted to go. He decided to go to Jackson State, which he pissed off a lot of uh, WPIs. <laughs> he pissed them off. Boy, they, they, PWI, whatever. <laughs> College with a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, them coaches was hot at Dion. But what can you do? Dion speak, speaking to the heart of them players. When you got somebody in there and speaking to the heart of the players, Man, look, they'll be out there with no shoestrings in their shoes and, and 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 sacking the quarterback. You understand know me? So they they'll run through a wall for you if you're speaking to their heart and their soul for sure. Yeah, and and Dion on the front line with it, fighting for them about everything. You know, trying to make sure they get everything that they deserve and more. So uh, I I respect that and I appreciate that for Dion because Dion on the front line making sure these boys are getting the best food, the best. Uh, meal, um, food and meals, the same thing. The best health, the best everything, resources, jerseys, helmets, all that, that they could get. And he's making sure that the people in the community come out and support him. And you know, that, that's something that I was talking to a JSU alumni and they were saying that stadium ain't never been sold out. Like never. And Dion had it, I think, he got it sold out like the last five or six games since they homecoming on uh, of the season. And, you know, uh, that's a big thing when, when you're getting 50,000 people in the stands at a, at a HBCU and it's not a classic, not a classic. 
just regular conference games and everything. You know, classes is going to be crazy, but just regular games that's not a classic, and you getting that type of you getting that type of support. That's big and that's huge. So uh, salute to Dion and everything that he's doing and all of that stuff. So yeah, like Dion had an uh, uh, issue when the season first started. I think it's like his wallet or something was stole out the locker room. And yeah, he did the press conference and people gave him backlash on it. But like he said, if we're wanting to bring in the revenue of other people, so if we have other big schools coming here, we can't have their coaching stuff being stole like our coaching stuff is being stole. So like he called them out directly in regards to what it was. So directly attacked the issue. The issue. He didn't say, you know what, I'm about to leave Jackson State. I can't deal with this. He didn't do that. He just called out specifically who needed to be called out. And that's just what it is. If you're going to say accountability, it starts within. So it could be something that TSU could be doing differently to get in those resources. That could be somebody you partner with that's higher up in the chain that could be writing those letters to make sure that the state actually gives them the $250 million that they uh, should have already. Like, there's a lot of different things. And you have, again, those resources that could apply the right pressure. Like, I just, I just didn't get it. But, yeah, shout out to Travis Hunter, man. Uh, and I actually loved his message. And it looks like he was actually the one that typed it out of what's his reason behind wanting to go to HBCU and how keeping the talent within the black universities is what most people, all of us should be doing. It's not for everybody, so I get it. But I like the way he had worded it is that if we have this talent and we've been put on this, uh, this you know, there's been Hall of Fame. You got Walter Payton, you got Jerry Rice, Steve McNair. He, he went on and he named a lot of list of people and he said he wants his name to be mentioned with those people that came to Shannon Sharp. I mean, there's a lot of different ones. So it's like, I like that he was mindful of the history that he was actually signing up for by going to HBCU. And I hope, I hope, I hope that the people that's in his ear and in his corner really is standing on that. And it's not just because it sounds cool. And it is really a paradigm shift in regards to people taking their talent back to HBCUs like it used to have to be. Honestly. I got to uh, mention the TSU Hall of Famers, Ed Tutal, Richard Dent, you know, uh, he didn't go to Tennessee State, but Steve McNair, you know, and all of that stuff. So uh, shout, salute to them boys who who went to the HBCUs and made it and, you know, made, made it possible for everybody that's black, you know. Yeah, let's not, uh, forget, the, let's not forget the history that. Ben Wallace. Yeah, Ben Wallace, yeah. Let's not forget the history that a lot of players, they had to come to these schools to even make it to the professionals, you know. So let's not forget where, where they was getting these players from from the beginning. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad he made that choice. But I mean, one thing for sure, Dion is a uh, he is a player's coach. Cause one thing I see a lot of his stuff get hit on Instagram or this, that, and another. He don't play no games. He ain't down at the party. If you ain't focused, you ain't playing. But at the same time, he asking, "Hey, did you, did you see your mom out there? I talked to her. You know what I'm saying? Did you see see your pops out there? I talked to him before the game started. Like he out here talking to parents. He out here doing all that. So he really care about their well being or whatnot. So. Uh, I'm going to correct you real quick, though. He is there to party, but he's about business first <laughs> because he, he he let Dolph come in and turn that locker room up. And, and, and he but, been talking and everything. So he, he, but it's he about business, party, though. but he's about business first. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and, uh, shout out to, uh, what was it? Is it is it Hugh Jackson that just got the job? What was it at? Yeah, uh, yeah the former yeah. Ray uh Oakland, well, LA Raiders coach. 
Uh, Oakland. I don't know which one they were. And Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and Cleveland Browns. Yeah, he's Grambling. Offensive coordinator and everything. So yeah, he he been his he been through the ranks. Yeah, so he had Grambling. So I, I like it that we getting some of these professional head coaches going back and coaching, you know, and teaching the kids. You know, this is what they're gonna be looking for in the league. This is what you know. This is everything they're looking for. So watch out for this, that, and the other. So yeah, man, that's but, a big but shout he out. Came from uh, Dion's coaching staff. Nah, so, he was on uh he's on Eddie George coach staff. Nah. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. My fault. My yeah, fault. he's on Tennessee State coach George staff. Coach. Yeah, he came from yeah. Eddie George coach staff, yeah. And one last thing with this, man. Dion brought in an old girl that was considered a uh, sack chaser. Yeah. By far. When I tell you being able to relate to them young kids, these brothers have the opportunity to capitalize for once off of their name <laughs> into the likeness. So for him to bring in a known hunter, that is the realest shit he could have ever done, point blank period. If that doesn't show you that he is connected to what's one going on in the world, but also what his people can be faced with, hey man, salute to him, salute to everybody that's coming into the HBCU. I hope y'all just continue to have that type of impact, but I, I hope that, that continues to go viral because that was a hell of a, hell of I a- I wanna say she went to HBCU also. I mean, I she, might have, she might have, but she, what Dion's purpose of bringing her in was yeah. by far one of the best yeah, yeah. life learned lessons, yeah. Most definitely, and I like what she said to him too. She let it be known, like, if you in my DM, you in my DM for a reason. That's what all girls gonna think. So don't think it's a, don't think it's a game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I like what she had to say too. I mean, she, I don't see nothing wrong with what she had to tell them. She, she was honest with them. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to go farther, but we let that ride. We let that nah, ride. Say, say what you're going to say. Now, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, even though with some interviews since then, she kind of pulling back on, I ain't out here chasing and hunting nobody. I'm looking for real love. This, that, and other. I'm like, man, yo, what? That ain't the message you were sending earlier, though. But, all right. What else? Hey. She I mean, might she, she might want it now. She got a meal ticket, so she might actually want love. She got. But let her tell her, let her tell her she wasn't looking for that meal ticket. She was just she really thought they was gonna love each other, get married, and all that. So sure. I don't know. Two Absolutely. sides of every story, man. Absolutely. Hey, Absolutely. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say what Rose said. Maybe she had a New Year's resolution though. And so maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe 2022 did something to it. It might have, bro. It hey, might have. New Year, new her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Year, new me. <laughs> Old girl walking on the steps with the stuff in the trash bag. <laughs> yeah, New Year, new her. Man. Man, oh boy. But uh, y- y'all got anything else to add before we close out our first episode of twenty twenty two? Nah, really, just you know. Uh... I've been missing doing these recordings. The energy was definitely appreciated. Y'all just for our consistent listeners and even our new ones, just stay in tune. There's going to be a lot of different little twists and uh, uh, maybe some potential different little things that we're going to do uh, with the show and with the podcast, with YouTube, uh, all the social media presence. So, you know, just stay tapped in, share with other like minds. And we look forward to uh, 2022 being a hell of a year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Any, anything, anything 2022 owe you? As we get ready to head into it, 2022 owe you anything? Shit, I mean, I need everything back. You feel me? Uh, and some, but it's just really 
And we uh, honestly, it's like me and you had talked about it and me and Spears had talked. It's just more or less execution and moving in silence, man. They just don't see it when they see it. And, uh, you know, less less talking, just more execution in the background. That's just, it's all work and no play. Uh, we'll be back to turn up and kick it in 2023, but I got to get everything I deserve for in, uh, in 2022, though. Oh, yeah. I'm getting it back in blood. And I don't mean yeah. that in the push ice the way. I mean in blood by hard work, sweat, and tears. You know what I'm saying? We, look, we looking for bigger venues. We look, <laughs> I mean, you, the song, the song. <laughs> uh, we, we wish, we wish, we wish, we wish, yeah. I don't want nobody rolling up on me. You gonna, what, what, what big homie, what? <laughs> big Kim song, what? what you, <laughs> you gonna get out? <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm feeling you now. Pulling up like Soldier Boy, I'm on the block, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. But you know what I'm saying. We're looking to uh get this platform that we're on a little bit bigger, uh, get a whole lot bigger, whatever, reach more people. Uh, we're looking to do that. Calm down, more venues, bigger venues. You know what I mean? 2021 was a blessing. I got a chance to open up for some comedians. You know that I that I you know what I'm saying that I've been following for a while. So boom, we we about to we about to span. We about to blow it up. Uh, keep on moving by the blue supremely black. Don't worry about it. The, the clothing is on the way. Y'all been asking for shirts and stuff like that. That's on the way. Give us a little time to rebrand. It's going to be on the way. But you know what I'm saying? We're going to make it happen. Oh, and I need to be down 30 pounds by May. I'm putting that out here right now. I put it on recording, so I got to stick to it if I put it on the record. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, as they said, Basically, we just out here to get everything that belongs to us, whether whether it was stolen from us or whether it's something that we just want to take from somebody and we out here to get it. So uh, I do want to say this or manifest this. Uh, be on the lookout for our first live recording while all three of us together in front of a audience where we're going to do a live recording of our podcast or whatnot. Uh, we're doing big things, uh, and I will have to give the credit to who the credit belongs to. Rose is doing big things with our YouTube channel and everything. We're about to go back to our original uh, distributor so we can get them audio streams back up and, you know, make sure that we touching on all platforms such as Apple, Google Podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts and things like that because, we, we went somewhere else that was supposed to be better for us, but it just didn't turn out that way. We ain't going to throw no uh, salt in their they wounds or anything, so we ain't even going to mention them. It was just, you know, a lesson learned when you're trying to develop and when you're trying to uh, grow as a, as a business, as a team, as a company. But uh, we learned the hard way, and we're going back to our roots. So be on the lookout to, uh, like I said, just for Supremely Black to be forever present, uh, in your ears or on your screen, however you watch your YouTube, whether it be on TV, whether it be on your laptop or whether it be on your phone, uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, again, we about to get back on our audio stuff so you could listen to us while you drive, while you take a shower, while you cleaning the house as well. So uh, we just out to get everything that's ours in every aspects and every aspects of business from uh, Flex Comedy to our nonprofit 
to the clothing line and to other things that we got in work. So uh, we appreciate y'all. We thank y'all. We hope that y'all had a blessed uh, new year and that y'all continue to have a blessed uh, 2022. Remember that can't nobody stop you, but you, you are your biggest enemy. You are your biggest roadblock. So as soon as you get out your way, everything else will materialize for you. And so with that, uh, anybody got something to say before I go into the Black Business Minute? Okay, so for our Black Business Minute this week is Creamalicious. Creamalicious can be found in Target where it's uh, sold. It is a Black-owned ice cream company. And so, like I said, they're distributed in Target. Uh, chef Liz Rogers is the founder, president, and executive chef of Creamalicious Ice Creams. She prides herself on being truly innovative with her whimsical two-in-one desserts that pair fresh baked pastries with homemade ice creams made with only the freshest ingredients. As one of the only African-American-owned national ice cream brands in mass production, Chef Liz crafts her blissfully Southern artesian desserts by celebrating her roots and community. The award-winning flavors are inspired by Chef Liz and her own family recipes that have been passed down from four generations in the South. Creamalicious ice creams have a special way of engaging people with memories of their favorite childhood desserts while honoring the rich history of the South. Chef Liz reveals delectable new dessert perspectives and provides a culinary experience of Southern decadence that is unique, fun, and utterly delicious. Cremalicious is minority and woman-owned, and Chef Liz employs a diverse team while making a point to work with minority and female-owned businesses. She is diverse by her design and has seen the benefits from Cremalicious inclusive culture. And again, like I said, you can uh, find them on uh, you can find Cream Malicious in your targets. Uh, you can also go to creammalicious.com uh, or socreammalicious.com. So S-O-C-R-E-A-M-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com uh, to order ice creams or to order uh, some of the things that, other things that they sell, whether it be clothing and, you know, different things like that. And you can check out their different flavors and brands so you know what you'll be getting when you be going and what you call it. So for me, I'm about to stop eating Bluebell because I love me some Bluebell, but I'm about to check out this Cream Malicious and see what it's about and what it's hidden for. So salute to salute Cream Malicious. Hey, see, I'm gonna have to check out Cream Malicious too. I'm with you, Spirit. That Bluebell do something special to you, boy. Except that Bluebell be coming by $10, man. That's, man, it's just so hot. Anyway, I'm going to be Hollywood with our Supremely Black Persons of the Week. And one of them I think I might have already done, but I just got to do it again because she's uh, she been doing some big things. First up is Issa Rae. Definitely got a big shout out to her, be our Supreme Black Person um, of the Week, even though she she did not go to HBCU. But you know what? She ain't forgot about her black people. And you want to talk about starting from the ground up. She for real started from the bottom up uh, with a YouTube channel, with a show. Uh, with low production and whatnot and build up to where she had now with Insecure and doing a, a, a lot of other things and putting her black brothers and sisters on and, and she ain't shying away from it either. If you ask her, she's telling you that's what it is and she's looking to put her black people on, man. So big shout out to her. 
for doing that. Five incredible seasons of Insecure. Don't get me wrong. I was a fan uh, and still a fan of the show. I still go back and watch even old episodes. Man, that was great. Just being in the lives of black women, going through everyday struggle and, and providing and uh, being successful and what they doing. <clears throat> it was a real show. On top of that, when it came to dating and the men that's on there, also we had some more people to this. The whole crew of uh, Blackish, the the writers, Kenya Burris, and that whole entire crew, Anthony Anderson, and everybody's on that crew. Man, I think one of the best insights of of a black family, uh, and but since the Cosby's, you know what I mean. Since the Cosby Show, every black person ran home to watch Cosby Show. I believe every black person ran home to watch Blackish because it wasn't a subject that they avoided and didn't want to talk about. It was plenty of subjects on there. I was like, ABC letting them get away with this? Okay, that's where we're going with this. So shout out to the whole crew of Blackish, man. A wonderful show. I think they was on for like seven or eight seasons. Uh, nine, nine seasons of Blackish. Eight. Eight seasons of Blackish, okay. Eight seasons of Blackish. I still ain't watched the last season yet because I guess I don't want it to end. But I, I get a chance one of these times to go ahead and the last season just started. Time. The final season just started. I thought it was over with. Nah, the final season just started. Yeah. I want to do some research on that one. No, I just I just seen the thing. The final season just started. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So yeah, big shout out to both of those shows. I went Hollywood this one, you know, usually I don't do that, but Man, I just got to get the flowers when we can, when these people are here and they're doing great things because I know of somebody out there that's a writer, producer, cameraman, whatever, that's a black person, man, and you can be in these studios and, and doing your thing, man. So I know it's a lot of people don't think about the background. Yes, cameraman, mic holder, the whole nine, producing, sound guy. We need to get more involved to get in these studios and be behind the scenes also as well as in front of the camera. We need to be behind the camera, all right? Yes, right. sir. With that being said, man, welcome to 2022. Everybody have a blessed year. Follow all our queens out there. Put your crown on. Tilt that thing to the side. Let them know y'all queen. Follow all our kings. Put your crown on. Tilt that thing to the side. Let them know you are not three-fifths of anything. But we are supremely black. And we out. <laughs>